the EC horror comics of the 1950s delighted a huge number of kids whilst terrifying their parents simultaneously who believed such gruesome tales were corrupting their young minds. No wonder these comics have proven to be fertile ground for the cinema and television. I'm Stephen Archibald and welcome to my movie podcast. You are invited on a guided tour of a world of darkness where nightmares become reality. I bid you a very warm welcome to They Came From Within Cult Movie Reviews Comic Book Characters Tales From The Crypt 1972 Amicus were great at making anthology horror movies in the 1960s and 1970s 1972 proved to be an especially good year for them seeing as it saw the release of Asylum as well as this movie and I adore them both equally Milton Sabotsky wrote his screenplay from stories lifted from the publications Tales from the Crypt The Vault of Horror and The Haunt of Fear in the usual cinematic setup we have five eerie tales placed within a framework the film kicks off with five shady individuals who find themselves caught in some underground labyrinth. They soon encounter the Crypt Keeper in some spooky inner chamber who tells them, one by one, what sinister fate awaits them. The first tale is called And All Through the House. It is set on Christmas Eve and everything looks very festive. And yet, the atmosphere remains deeply unsettling. And no wonder, as we see the gorgeous but wicked Joanne Clayton, who's played by Joan Collins, murder her husband. But you just know, as Joanne tries to dispose of the corpse, the matter is far from over. In the second story, Reflection of Death, we encounter a man called... Carl Maitland, who was portrayed by the fine Ian Hendry. Maitland plans to leave his wife and children by running away with his mistress Susan, who's played by Angela Grant. The illicit couple wind up in a car crash, and the consequences are far more horrific than Carl could ever have imagined. And then we move on to a rather poignant story entitled Poetic Justice which stars the glorious Peter Cushing as Arthur Edward Grimsdyke a grieving old widower who is loved by young children and takes care of stray dogs his ruthless snobbish neighbour James Elliot who is played by Robin Phillips strives to drive him out of his home But it becomes deadly clear that this villainous young man has never heard of the expression Be careful what you wish for. In the penultimate tale, Wish You Were Here, 
we have an intriguing variation on W.W. Jacobs' The Monkey's Paw, in which Richard Green, in his last big screen role, starred as the unscrupulous businessman, Ralph Jason. He's a man facing bankruptcy, and all seems lost, until his wife Enid, who was played by the beautiful Barbara Murray, catches sight of one of their antiques, a Chinese figurine which is inscribed with a message, one which grants three wishes to its owner. Yes, we're back in careful what you wish for territory, when a selfish request for wealth leads to all sorts of horrors. And prior to the surprise finale, we have a story called Blind Alleys, which is set in the home for the sightless. Elmridge, home for the blind, gets taken over by Major William Rogers, who was portrayed by a truly hissable Nigel Patrick. Whilst providing himself with luxury, he intentionally lets conditions deteriorate to an appalling degree for the vulnerable residents, until tragedy inevitably strikes. But Rogers has underestimated the resilience of one of the blind men, George Carter, who was portrayed by the marvellous character actor Patrick McGee, plots a meticulous revenge. Amicus producers Max J. Rosenberg and Milton Zabotsky had originally wanted Peter Duffel to direct this picture. Duffel had done a splendid job on Amicus's 1970 portmanteau movie The House That Dripped Blood. When Peter declined their offer, the terrific Hammer veteran Freddie Francis got the job. The budget for Tales from the Crypt was around £170,000, much more than Amicus would normally spend on a movie, which explains why they could not afford to hire Christopher Lee. They were, however, very lucky to once again secure the services of the other horror legend, Peter Cushing, who had just made asylum with them. Peter was meant to play the Ralph Jason character in Wish You Were Here, but, rather understandably, he was more drawn to the Arthur Edward Grimsdyke role. Cushing's beloved wife Helen passed away from emphysema in 1971. So his part as a grieving widower seemed somehow appropriate and the character was developed further as a result. Peter could invest the role with genuine emotions and filming must have been quite painful for him but it could have also proved cathartic It's worth mentioning that the American actor, Robert Hutton, played Arthur's neighbour, Mr Baker. Peter Cushing died on the 11th of August, 1994. In a strange twist of fate, Hutton died just four days before him. The chilling tales 
used in this film were created by Bill Gaines, Al Feldstein and Johnny Craig. I love the fact that Gaines and Feldstein would go on to make the Anarchic Mad magazine. Stephen King and George A. Romero were among the large number of EC Comics readers back in the 1950s. These two giants of the horror genre wanted to remake this movie. It didn't come off. However, King and Romero got to collaborate on a horror anthology flick of their own, made in the same vein. Creepshow, which came out in 1982. It's a fun movie which clearly pays a loving tribute to EC Comics. Robert Zemeckis, the man who directed, among other things, Romancing the Stone and the Back to the Future trilogy, is also a huge fan of this film. It's said to be his favourite movie to watch on Halloween. It also explains why Zemeckis was one of the producers of HBO's TV spin-off, which ran between 1989 and 1996. In fact, in the second episode of the first series, Robert got to do his take on the Joan Collins segment and all through the house, with his version starring his wife at the time, Mary Ellen Trainor. It's such a pity that Ralph Bates wasn't available for the role of nasty James Elliot in Poetic Justice. Bates was so good at playing sneering, arrogant types. The Surrey Mansion Home, used by Richard Green and Barbara Murray in Wish You Were Here, is the same one used by Gregory Peck and Lee Remick in The Omen from 1976. From the TV series, there have been three spin-off movies. Demon Knight in 1995, Bordello of Blood in 1996, and The Belated Ritual in 2002. As the Crypt Keeper, Ralph Richardson's services were only required for one day. The interior scenes were shot at Pinewood Studios and filming took place during the September and October of 1971. London's Old Highgate Cemetery was used at the start of the movie. The film was released in the States on the 8th of March 1972 and it got a UK release on the 28th of September that same year. The pesky comics code may have forced William Gaines into cancelling Tales from the Crypt, The Haunt of Fear and The Vault of Horror in September 1954, but their ghoulish influence lives on. I'm Stephen Archibald and thank you very much for listening to my podcast, They Came From Within, Cult Movie Reviews. You can find all of my episodes via most podcast sites and please feel free to follow me or subscribe. Take good care of yourself, don't be afraid of the dark, and goodbye for now.
you.